0: Welcome to Global Brains, the podcast, where we interview AI experts, thought leaders, business executives, as well as young talent all over the world to demystify AI and discuss the latest trends in business and beyond. Our goal is to make AI understandable and accessible to everyone. So let's get started with your host, Michael Burkhart. Welcome to episode number five. Today, we spoke to Joshua Guns who is a professor of strategic management and holder of the share of technical innovation and entrepreneurship at the Rotman School of Management at the University of Toronto. And Joshua has written various books ranging from general economics to applying principles from economics to parenting. Uh, he also wrote about the disruption dilemma and his most recent book is called Prediction Machines – The Simple Economics of Artificial Intelligence. The book explains what AI means for businesses, policymakers and society in general, and it focuses on the short term. The essential framework in the book is that AI drops the cost of prediction, and with predictions being at the core of decision-making, we smoothly transitioned into some concepts of the book, but surely could not cover all of it. So enjoy! Then I would say let us start first. Could you fill in the gaps of the introduction and tell us a little bit about your background?
1: Yes, so I'm a professor, I'm an economist here at the University of Toronto. Uh, I, my research is uh, into innovation and entrepreneurship. I uh, uh, am ha- also the chief economist of the Creative Destruction Lab, which is a seed stage startup program. Uh, for, for hundreds now of startups uh, in Canada and around the world. And one of the areas where we've uh, been uh, working with uh, are lots of startups in machine learning and artificial intelligence.
0: And that's the key word, artificial intelligence. So we're going to talk about your latest book, which is called Prediction Machines, The Simple Economics of Artificial Intelligence. So what was the motivation behind writing this book?
1: Well, as we were working with all of these startups, uh, we were talking to a lot of uh, business people, and we noticed that, in fact, they had had... Uh, well, they were quite confused uh, regarding what uh, artificial intelligence was and what it would mean for their business. Uh, and part of the issue was that uh, it wasn't... You know, lots of people... Uh, discuss different things about what artificial intelligence is and what it could do and what its capabilities. But what the business people were interested in is what it was going to do now and in in the next five years. And so our motivation was to explain that and focus in on that so that they would understand what it would mean for them.
0: And I think that's why you came up with the term of prediction machines, because it's some sort of self-explanatory as you say a prediction machine is bringing together ai machine learning deep learning and then utilizing data to um, come up with predictions so what is your definition of a prediction machine
1: so uh just in two steps a prediction is is where you have uh take information that you do have and use it to create information you do not have such as you have information regarding historical weather patterns, and you use it to create information what the weather's going to be like tomorrow or next week uh, from, uh, from that. And that's what a prediction is. Uh, and essentially, you know, there have been statistical methods for prediction uh, for for, uh, for, age, for many, many, many decades. But the new advances in machine learning, what they were was a far superior way of uh, predicting, especially when you had large quantities of, of data uh, and also more or less complicated things that you were trying to understand. And uh, so we came up with the term prediction machines because essentially that's what the new artificial intelligence was. It was good at one thing, prediction, and it was a machine. So prediction machine.
0: Okay, all right. That sounds reasonable. Then let's take it a step further because you also bring in the human element. So what's the role of the human in the process?
1: Well, uh, the human has an important role, um, precisely because the machines only do one thing. Uh, uh, Prediction is an important part of decision-making. It goes into almost every decision. Uh, But uh, that's not all you need to make a decision. In order to make a decision... You normally need someone to understand and tell you uh, or, or you to tell yourself, you know, what the different payoffs or rewards from different alternative actions are, depending on the predictions that you might receive. So, you, if you want to, uh, uh, deciding whether to carry an umbrella today or not, uh, you need to not only take into account whether it's going to rain or not, that's the prediction, but you never get a certainty, you get some percentage, you also have to take into account, you know, what's my cost of wearing an umbrella versus my cost of getting wet? In other words, what are the costs of making mistakes? Uh, And that can't come from the machines. People have to come up with those things. Uh, Now, in some situations, we learn enough that we can uh, code that, but in so many decisions, probably most decisions, you uh, can't do that and you still need a human to decide those trade-offs.
0: Okay so the first step is you have a machine which gives you a certain prediction and then you are implying that a human has to take action and has to interpret the prediction and needs to put maybe needs to put it into a context. And um, yes. you, in the book you are you are calling this, you are saying
1: basically judgment. So it's a word for that. Yes, that's well, that's the word we come up with for for that. Sometimes people think judgment is different things, but we thought that that was a reasonable word for this idea of placing rewards on uh, different actions and and outcomes.
0: When we go a step back and we think about a prediction machine has to be built and you are drawing a process in the book. So at first you're saying you need the input, which is the data. Then you need humans that are sometimes working on the data manually. So you sometimes have to to label the data. So there needs to be some work done. And then there's the prediction machine, which is coming action that helps you to make a decision. Yes. Then you're also touching on um, Kahneman, Daniel Kahneman's book, where he is talking about that we have basically two systems of thinking. So system one is the fast and intuitive thinking. Right. And oftentimes it's important to have that kind of thinking because we have to make quick decisions. Um, And then you have that system too, which is more the rational and analytical way of thinking and weighing arguments against each other. Right. And in the book, you are saying that this is a very crucial element, why prediction machines are important and useful for us.
1: Well, yes. Um, Basically. uh, So what Kahneman shows is that uh, people are bad at both prediction and in fact judgment. Uh, the artificial intelligence can't help with the judgment, uh, but it can help with the prediction. Um, you know, while there's a lot of discussion about um, algorithms being biased and things like that, they're actually far less biased than uh, people are in their own uh, predictions of outcomes and and how they evaluate these things. So from that perspective, uh, you know, coming up with predictions based on uh, machine learning, uh, there's a good chance that it will uh, be superior to the sorts of predicting that people were doing themselves. Now, it's not uh, 100% certain. There are actually times at which people can contribute to predictions, uh, in particular coming up with um, causal predictions Stories and things like that of not just a correlation but when something causes another thing uh, that the the machines cannot do, uh, and so there have been some instances where people have suggested that actually having a machine and a person work on a prediction is better than either of them separately.
0: Mm. You can call this augmented intelligence, basically. So you bring together the human element, the human intelligence, um, human capabilities and capabilities where machines are better. And then you basically come out with a prediction and this prediction can help you to make a better decision as a human. Yes. And then, okay, when I think about judgment is something that we are sometimes very good at and machines cannot really judge. At the same time, we have our cognitive biases. So our right. judgment is also flawed. So my question is, how? what do you think? How can you develop as a person a good ability of judgment or a high level of judgment, let's say?
1: Um, I think, uh, well, that's, you know, that's a a tough question. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, uh, My uh, belief is that um, people tend to become better at judgment uh, through experience. Mm -hmm. They start to learn what the consequences of different actions are and what it really meant to them. Uh, so that would be one route by which that occurs. But boy, that's, a, that's an issue that's confounded psychologists forever. Uh, I don't have any particular insight in it, except that you know the machines aren't helping us there quite yet. So we have mm-hmm. to do it ourselves.
0: Yeah, actually, I, I read a paper from uh, Harvard Business Review on, on this, how to develop um, judgment as a manager. And it, it suggests, as you say, that experience is very important but that you also have to turn inwards and um, then it connects to what we said before, cognitive biases. So my question is, should we include more monks in cross-functional teams?
1: More monks? monks?
0: Yeah, exactly. Tibetan or Buddhist monks. So I'm going in the direction of trying to figure out more about our own biases. So there are... There are right. methodologies out there where you can de-bias your own thinking, which will then help you to even develop a better judgment, and then yes. connecting it with machines is even better than it's what it's right now.
1: Well, well, I'm sure we could all do a bit better. I don't know <laughs> uh, if I'm in a position to recommend one course of action <laughs> over another. <Yeah. laughs> At the moment, maybe that's why I focus on the machines.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's. I think judgment is something when you take it from another perspective and you think about why machines are good at coming up with predictions or in which areas machines are good, those are areas where you can quantify actions or where you can break down a process into smaller steps. Yes. And then you can um, build a model and then you can come up with a prediction. Right. Judgment is something that cannot be really broken down. It's not
1: describable. It's not easy to describe. That's the problem with judgment. If I can describe why I want to do something, then I can probably code it as well. (laughs) So description is like a precursor to automation in that regard. Uh, With prediction, you know, we're putting these uh, uh, data into this black box and we're getting out things that that look like they're doing very well in predicting. Uh, But there is another problem is that sometimes people are deploying these things without understanding what is driving the prediction. Uh, I suspect that uh, that's not a sustainable situation and that we will want to know more about why the machines they are. Um, I mean,
0: this is a very big problem, the black box problem, and it's due to the capacity that we don't have the capacity to go through all the processing that is happening and also when you think about the future and you think about that the advancements and that the speed is even increasing, do you think there is a way to um, be able to make algorithms more transparent? And what do you think, what needs to be done in order to do that?
1: Yeah, I think, I think uh, I, there's no reason why they can't be more transparent. They, you know, there's still computer programs and you can play with them. Um, so, you know, while in some situations they come up with predictions that are somewhat surprising, uh, You know, it is possible to go back and, and understand what is driving it. Uh, now, you won't do that for every prediction in the field when you're starting to do things en masse, like recognize people's faces and things like that. You won't care why it works so long as it does work. Uh, But in other situations, you'll want to understand that that prediction. And you can go back and you can play with the data in the machine and other things like that uh, to see why it comes up with different answers. This is what good statisticians do as well. Uh, This is not a new technique. It's just that at the moment it's so tempting to say, oh, I'm getting a great prediction. Let me just roll this out and use it rather than understanding what's driving it. So, It's only a black box, really, because people have chosen not to take the time to open it. I agree with that. Thinking about making
0: algorithms more transparent and increasing trust in, let's say, AI solutions. First, you said that the motivation behind writing um, this book is that business people wanted to know what to do with machine learning or what to do with AI. And there's still this gap of uh, people with a technical background that understand a lot about the technical features and then people with a business background that have a strong knowledge about use cases um but not related to ai so somehow you have to connect both worlds in order to bring this transparency of what machines can actually do and what are the limitations yes what do you think what needs to be done in order to well, increase this
1: no well, the real uh, issue in my mind was the Business people weren't even doing that first part, which was working out what the use cases were, because they didn't understand what the technology was doing and what its limits were, in turn, you know, in their their own frames. And so, uh, you know, that was the role of the book, so that they could start asking the right questions uh, and seeing where they would like these things developed. Uh, I think once they once that is done, uh, you know, that's the the missing link for for getting applications uh produced and things like that although i think at the moment that machine learning talent is quite scarce so you know for every business person that's not gonna uh, have access to that right away or it's not going to be cost effective right away
0: Mm. this brings me to two questions um first what do you think what are at the moment the strongest use cases for ai
1: I think the strongest use cases are the ones that we're seeing already deployed in terms of uh, uh, the, what the, the tech companies are doing, advertising, targeting, things where they've already got a rich amount of data, they've already been using that data for trying to predict, and now they can just you know, map on new prediction tools that are coming from artificial intelligence. Uh, to do that better. In other words, the first set of applications are where people were explicitly predicting already. Mm. What's more interesting is, uh, as this gets rolled out, where people start to see applications as prediction problems and they start to collect the data for that and train machine learning algorithms on that data. And you might see uh, new applications of prediction coming Uh, 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 in other places where uncertainty might be tackled and it's very hard for me you know sitting here to know where that might uh, actually occur Uh, I suspect we will be we can look back five ten years and be quite surprised uh, about where that occurs but I think it's uh, why this is an exciting technology is because I think there's a lot more predicting to get done than has been done and this technology will open that up. Which brings me to the second question,
0: as we are talking right now about the implications um, in the future, um, jobs, so skills have to change, and certain jobs, based on the framework we have been talking about, bringing together humans um, that in the first place ask the questions and define the problems, and then the prediction machines come up comes up with a prediction, and then we have to put it into action. Um, So one human element or one, let's say, very strong human capability is curiosity. So a machine is not asking questions, not yet. So we are defining this.
1: Right. Uh, Yes. So, you know, the machines are still quite limited in terms of what they uh, can do. Um, In some situations that might lead to automation, uh, maybe with self-driving cars and things like that. But for the most part, actually, uh, being able to automate. Uh, whole jobs and other things like that has proven quite difficult to do. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's difficult in the best of times and, and even more, you know, no maybe more difficult with regard to artificial intelligence. And so I think uh, the job concerns aren't really playing out. Uh, in fact, I think it's more likely to be job creating uh, as these tools open up uh, you know new jobs and new tasks that can be done using them. So I I'm, I tend to not be worried about the job situation.
0: So you're saying it will open up jobs but that at the same time means that we have to learn new skills because those will be different kinds of jobs.
1: Yeah but uh, not necessarily it, it's not necessarily that hard to uh, learn the new skills. I mean I don't know if the jobs will be that different But you you may be doing your current job, and part of what used to be a routine or boring task will now be uh, assisted by artificial intelligence, leaving you to spend time on the more interesting tasks. So it's not clear, you know, how far away from your current job the new job will be. Mm, Yeah, so with regards to the book, you're
0: focusing on the short term, and are you working on some exciting projects that are related to the book
1: I think uh, the book currently deals with, as it's titled, The Simple Economics of AI, which is just seeing artificial intelligence as prediction and where prediction, better prediction can help. Uh, what becomes more complicated is once you a lot of people are using AI tools for prediction, they change their actions and they change their actions in response to what other people are doing. And in which case uh, you are moving from individual decision impact to uh, multi-person decision or game theory impact and that's where things become more complicated and so that's the next phase of our research. Could you give us an example to make this a little bit clearer? Yeah one example of that is uh, so people are using artificial intelligence to set prices to you know because they're trying to predict demand for their products. Well if you're competing with another firm and they're using an algorithm to set their prices it could be that the two uh, algorithms end up interacting with one another and uh, so uh, that is a more complicated situation than just trying to forecast demand on your own forecasting what the other AI is doing and things like that and what they're forecasting it just gets complicated quite quickly uh, and so it would be interesting to work out what the implications of that might be
0: Interesting. I have to go deeper into that. Maybe that is a topic for another podcast session in in the future, in a few months, once there's more research
1: needed. Yeah, I don't know any answers yet.
0: (laughs) I I think it's a very complicated topic and it needs some time. I see that you're doing a lot of interesting research and I'm pretty sure there's something else to talk about and I would be very happy if we can have a second session in the future at some point. Great.
1: That'd be good. Perfect. Okay, Joshua, thank you so much. Well, Well, thanks very much.
0: episode of Global Brains the podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more insights and the latest trends in the AI world. Always aiming to make AI accessible to everyone. Also, don't forget to rate and review so that we can continue to bring you the best content. If you work in the AI field or want to,
1: join our community by following the link in the description. See you in the next episode.